and welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins, and I'm so glad you are here today. Today, I want to talk about how to create a culture of care. I recently gave a keynote on this topic to a big corporation in the Midwest, and I thought, you know, I need to share this with everybody because it's so powerful to get people thinking about more than just their daily work, just getting the job done. It's really important to create a great culture and to have that culture be one where people want to work. And people don't want to work for organizations who don't care for them. They will work for organizations who don't care for them, but they don't want to. So what does a culture of care mean? Right? It goes beyond mere employee satisfaction, but it really is that catalyst for true engagement, innovation, and most important, employee loyalty, which translates into customer loyalty as well. So that's what I want to talk about in the podcast today. How can you create that culture of care and inspire people to really want to work for you? One, you need to have a very clear vision and mission. People need to understand where you're going as a company, and they need to feel compelled by the mission of the company. People want to be part of an organization who is trying to make an impact, trying to make the lives of their customers or their communities or their employees better. In fact, when employees understand and connect with the company's vision, mission, and goals, their engagement and productivity soar. According to a Gallup poll, companies with engaged employees see a 21% increase in profitability. So you can see when people know where they're going, they feel connected to the vision and they understand the goals and what's expected to them, it increases their engagement, which helps you as a company. It helps you achieve your goals. So this is something that's really important for you to think about. As Stone Age, our vision is very clear. For Stone Age Holdings, which is our parent company, our vision is to create a 1,000 millionaires through employee ownership. So all the companies within Stone Age Holdings, they need to be creating that kind of value that helps our employees create real wealth. At Stone Age Tools, it is to have a working industrial cleaning robot in every industrial manufacturing facility in the world. That's a really big vision. And that means that we have a lot of work to do to make that happen. It's global. It takes support. It takes innovative products. It takes a great team. It takes great distribution. There's so much that goes into that. At Breadware, it's to help the world become safer and more productive through connected devices. Those are big visions. Those help guide the direction of the company. The mission is why we do what we do. At Stone Age, it's to inspire our customers to say, why would I choose anybody but Stone Age? Because I know when I use their products, I'm going home safely with my family every night. That is so important. Our employees really connect with that mission. They can look at their work and say, is what I'm doing going to inspire a customer to want to do business with us? Is the work that I'm doing ensuring that the operator who's using our tools, our equipment, is going to go home safely to their family every night? That's very compelling to our employees. And we have a very clear plan on goals and expectations on how we're going to achieve that. Our employees are so engaged and we have incredible engagement here at Stone Age in big part because people understand where we're going as an organization, what our mission is, and how they contribute to that. That is a culture of care. People want to feel part of something bigger than us and it's something that as leaders we need to do. We have to have that clear roadmap so that people can feel like I'm part of this and I know what success looks like. I know that I can contribute and I know how I can grow within this organization. So reinforce your vision and mission, help people understand it and how they fit into it. Number two, 
You need to support people when they are in need. Providing that unwavering support during challenging times is a very tangible demonstration of creating a culture of care. This is not just about flexible work schedules, although that is something that's important. It's about helping employees address mental health issues. It's about creating space for wellness, having wellness programs. We have a gym here at our corporate head, uh, headquarters, and we do wellness rewards where we give cash bonuses for people to take care of themselves. In fact, I love this statistic. The American Psychological Association reports that 89% of employees at companies that support well-being initiatives are more likely to endorse their play employer as a great place to work. So when you create that space for health and well-being, when you say this is a priority to us, and when you say we will help you in a time of need, you are going to be a great place to work. I know that's a big reason why Stone Age, year after year, wins Best Place to Work Awards because we truly do help our employees. In fact, one day I was talking to a woman who met one of my fellow employee owners here at Stone Age. He did not know that she knew me. And he said, oh, I love working at Stone Age. And she said, why do you like working there so much? And he said, because the company has my back. No matter what happens, the company has my back. And I like knowing that. It gives me such a sense of security knowing that if I'm going through a tough time, that they're going to help me. And that warmed my heart when she shared this story with, to, with me because like, yes, right, this is working. And people understand that we really are here to help them create better lives for themselves. So to create a culture of care, you have to support your employees of time of need and you have to promote well-being and overall health in the workplace. The third thing is a commitment to employee development. Everybody wants to know that they have an opportunity to get better at their jobs and grow. Now, some people do want to just stay in the same type of position, but that doesn't mean that they don't want to be invested in and learn how to improve their skills and to potentially take on more responsibility. And some people want to climb that corporate ladder and they want to understand how do I get from A to Z in my career? So it's really important that you have a strong employee development program. At Stone Age, we have career development plans for all of our employees, and that's really helpful for them to feel like they have some control over how their career progresses, and it helps the manager understand what types of opportunities to give that person or to help find that person so that they can grow in the way that they want to. So a strong commitment to employee development is definitely a clear indicator of a company's investment in its people. A 2020 workplace learning report by LinkedIn revealed that 94% of employees would stay at a company longer if it invested in their learning and development. So it proves that when you do this, people will stay with you. This is especially true for younger generations who want to know that their company is invested in helping them grow and learn new skills. So that's why this is really important. I just recently read about Amazon where they put together a new upskilling program called Upskilling 2025, where they're putting in a very, very big investment, something like $700 million into employee training, which really reflects that forward-thinking approach to workforce development. Now, most of us do not have those kinds of budgets like Amazon, but one of the most successful companies in the world, one of the biggest companies in the world, they are a good indicator of the resources that are going to be required to grow in the future. And if they're putting that much emphasis on workforce training, and upskilling, I think that we need leaders of a much smaller companies need to be thinking about the same thing. How do we make sure that our employees are ready for what future jobs are going to look like and how do we retain them by investing in them? So 
make sure you have that commitment to employee development. Talk to your employees about what their goals are and where they want to take their career and help them get there. The next thing is to build trust through genuine connection. This is important. People want to work for managers who trust them. I shared this in a previous podcast. We just did a company survey where all but two of our 200 and some employees said that they felt that their manager empowered and trusted them to do their job. That is huge. And you don't get that unless you have a connection with your manager. And so as a leader, we really have to invest in building connections with our team so that we can build that trust. Here at Stone Age, ownership thinking is a huge part of what we do. And there's no way people are going to step into the responsibility of thinking and acting like an owner if their leader doesn't trust them, if the company doesn't trust them. So Think about how you are building those relationships. Trust is the bedrock of any thriving organization, and it is cultivated when you put the time into getting to know your people. That happens with one-on-one meetings, regularly talking to your employees, having the conversations about career development, asking them about what's going on, supporting them when they are going through tough times, recognizing a job well done and rewarding them for doing a great job. That is how you build those connections and you build that trust. And then finally, number five, you have to have a feedback rich environment. We all need feedback to grow. Your employees want feedback. Now, most of us want positive reinforcement rather than, hey, this isn't going so well, you need to fix this. But all kinds of feedback are really important. So You need to really create that feedback loop. When you have a culture of feedback, you can create an environment where people feel like they can continuously improve, where they can grow. I know that I am better from all of the feedback that I've gotten, particularly some of the hardest feedback that I've gotten. But I certainly know that when my board of directors says, hey, this was really great. You did a great job with this. Or one of my direct reports or somebody on my team says, hey, you knocked this out of the park. It makes me want to do a better job. So Having both positive and constructive feedback is incredibly important. It does lower turnover rates. According to a study done by Office Vibe, organizations that do implement regular feedback have 15% lower turnover rates. That's a really big deal. And there are all kinds of companies that have cultures of feedback, like Patagonia and Netflix. It's part of their value system to prioritize honest and constructive feedback. It is part of Stone Age as well. It's built into practice self-leadership, which has a keep it real component to it and being a great teammate where we show up with honesty, integrity and openness with our teammates and we talk about what's going well and what isn't going well. So you need to have this feedback loop to be able to have a transparent culture, to make it safe to learn, to make mistakes, to grow and to really help people develop into the future versions of themselves. So those are my tips for building a culture of care. And I wanted to close by talking about the impact of this. So we talked about employee retention, engagement, the ability to attract new people through a culture of care. But I think what's really important is that when you have employees who are engaged and who care about their jobs because the company cares about them, you are able to keep customers. You are able to attract new customers. And, I, and, and this is what we're all here to do, right? We're here to be able to serve our customers. We simply would not exist without our customers. Um, a study done by the Temping Group found that companies who lead in that customer experience 
outperform leggers on the S&P 500 by nearly 80%. And that underscores the link between employee satisfaction and customer satisfaction. The employee experience and the customer experience, they are so intertwined. So if you want your customers to love you, to want to do business with you, to say, why would I choose anybody but whatever your business is, then you need to have your employees saying the same thing. So it is a multifaceted endeavor. It takes time and intention. Building culture is not easy to do, and it's not something that you're just like one and done. Okay, we did this work. Culture always ebbs and flows. But if you put building a culture of care at the forefront, you will build a team that is resilient, that goes the extra mile, that cares about your customers, that cares about each other, and that has more fun working together. So hopefully that inspired you to consider building a culture of care or to really investing in what you've already built. I promise you'll see a more resilient, innovative, high-performing organization that's poised for long-term success. All right, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you like this podcast, please write a review, share it with my, a friend, subscribe to it on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. And again, if you like these tips and want more, you can buy my book, The Ownership Mindset. You can find it on my website, carriesiggins.com or on Amazon. And if you're ever interested in having me come and talk to your company or organization, I'm so passionate about spreading the word of how building these cultures can really change the lives of people and help businesses be more successful and change the narrative of why businesses exist. Please give me a call. I'm always open to, uh, to chat. All right. With that, I will leave you for your day and I hope you have a great one. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.